happening? Hey guys, welcome back. I know it's been a while, uh, but we are back, and uh, we've got several unconventional episodes you're going to hear, not necessarily us telling stories, but us talking about different stuff, and so we were warming up, and, and Logan, tell me about what you've been, uh, what you got there on your screen. Oh, okay, well, currently I'm looking at basically, um, oh, so the zombie survival guide, uh, Heather, she gave it to me. Uh, I thought it was a card game, but apparently, you know, it's basically just, um, uh, how would you describe it, CJ? Uh, it was like, it's, it's like skill cards, you know, so like, uh, each, each yeah, one's yeah, got yeah, a yeah, different, yeah. different that you can, you can kind of use as a reference, I guess. So, uh, so did you ever read the zombie survival guide? Yes, I did. It, this is basically just page by page. Uh, just kind of like toilet reading. Yeah, so that's, we, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, so the Zombie Survival Guide is written by Max Brooks. Max Brooks' dad is Mel Brooks. Mel I Brooks. I did not know his father was Mel Brooks. Yeah, so that's so, so bizarre to me. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, that is his father. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so he wrote World War Z. That was his kind of his breakout book, and then this was a follow up yeah, to it. You may have heard of it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so, so also he's written, you know, other things that you possibly heard of. Uh, <laughs> name one other book that Max Brooks has written. Mel Brooks. No, Max Brooks. Oh no no no! Okay, so Mel Brooks wrote a bunch of movies. <laughs> yes, Mel Brooks did a bunch of movies. I was I was gonna I was gonna catch you. I've only got I only know one other one that he wrote. So I was seeing if you if you knew the books that Max Brooks wrote. But anyways, um, so uh, Max Brooks. No, I think he only wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he just came. Another one just came out that's kind of like World War Z, except it's um, uh, Bigfoot. I think it's called Devolution, like D Evolution. And uh, like big feet are encroaching on this town and are going to go and like haunt these people. Anyways, we're getting yeah. off track. Getting off track. So, so yeah, he's um, a, he's a huge foot fan. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 Max Brooks wrote the World War Z. Wrote the book. Okay. Um, and what was really cool? It's it's listed as one of the top audiobooks that's ever been produced. Uh, as far as quality. yeah, the audiobook is completely different from the no, actual no, no, no. movie. No, 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 from the movie, yeah, 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 because yeah. I have it. Uh, the audiobook is yes. it's, it's, yeah, it's completely different from well, we'll get to the movie in a second. But so, the audiobook, what is really cool about that is, is Mel Brooks, his dad, Max's dad, was reading it and was saying, you know, who'd be a great voice for this. Uh, great voice for this would be Marlon Brando. And he's like, I don't know Marlon Brando. And he's like, I do. I do. So he, <laughs> no, no, he didn't know. Like, Mel Brooks didn't know. Max Brooks didn't know uh, Marlon Brando. Like, they weren't friends. They weren't friends. Right. He knew who it was, but he you wasn't know, friends. Uh, one of the greatest actors in the, 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 the life. <laughs> well, so, but Max, so, so Mel Brooks' dad ended up like letting his son like ride his coattails, not ride his coattails, but like use How his can influence. You be, okay. All right. First of all, so, uh, I'm going to pause you right there. Yeah. You, you, you do that. Your son, uh, I mean, your father is one of the greatest directors in time. And then obviously you're like, I would not go greatest. Is, I wouldn't know greatest, but a, a, a prominent director. Pro okay, prominent director. Yes. <laughs> but 
But the fact that your son's like, who? <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't say who. What he was saying was that he did not know Marlon Brando well enough to say, hey, would you voice this character in my audiobook? CJ, you know who Marlon Brando is, right? I know. What I'm wondering is, is if you can hear what I'm saying. Like, he knew who Marlon Brando was, but he wasn't friends with Marlon Brando. Wait, was he in that movie that was... That got a uh, Emmy uh, for the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> you are. What is in that can? What is in that can? What? Oh, this, can. oh yeah. this is alcohol. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that could be an issue. That could be an issue. All right, all right, sorry. Put it down. I'll put it down. <laughs> it's out of my hands. All right. It's gone. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is this, that Max Brooks was not friends with Marlon Brando. Are you tracking with me so far? Yes. Yes. But I'm just saying, if your father is one of the most, one of the greatest like directors, and he has access to this great actor, like, how do you not know who that is? <laughs> no. I feel like I feel like I, I feel like I am. Am I? Am I no, maybe I'm missing something. You so are definitely I, missing something. So what's hap- what happened is this. Mel Brooks tells Max Brooks, you should have Marlon Brando voice this character in your book. And he says, I don't know Marlon Brando. And Mel Brooks says, but I do. And so Mel Brooks connected his son, who had only written a couple books. It wasn't like he was extremely Which well known. Also, to be honest, how old is, uh, how old is his son? I-, I would guess, tw- let's say 20 years younger than him, 25 years younger than him. Okay, so maybe, maybe that—that's probably where the disconnect is. Maybe I'm not even so sure. But anyways, benefit of doubt. (laughs) It's a—it's a fantastic audiobook, fantastic audiobook, and uh, and so then they wanted to make a movie out of the audiobook, and Mel Brooks says that he goes, or Max Brooks says he goes to see the movie, and he goes, it was great. It was nothing like the book I wrote, but it was great. uh, They—they paid me all this money just to use my title because it was a completely different story. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he, he was, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if he was 25. Um, uh, 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 oh, now I'm blanking. Uh, <laughs> I can't help you. You got to help me a few bars. Uh, who was the lead character? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt, yeah, played over here, yeah, who cares, yeah, cool beans, you know. So uh, let's go back to this deck of cards. Why don't you pull a couple deck of card, a couple of the cards out of there, and uh, and let's talk about what's on them. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So these are okay. Well, I got two uh, uh, open right now. Uh ooh, uh, armor. And zombie attributes. Does right. that work? It does. So, so talk about them. What's on them? Let's All do right. one at a time. Let's just do armor first. Armor. All right. So clearly, uh, uh, chainmail. Duh. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, I gotta show you this picture. There's a dude punching in the back of the head. <laughs> That's why you have chainmail. It protects the punches to the yeah, back yeah. of the head. Yeah, clearly that helps. <laughs> uh, so yeah, okay. 
All right, speed and agility should be your first defense against the Walking Dead. Armor will not only decrease both these advantages that you have over zombies, but will also sap your energy during prolonged conflict and put you at risk of dehydration. There is also a psychological disadvantage. Uh, people wearing protective garb tend to feel more confident and therefore take greater risk than those in simple clothing. Review the pros. Go up a little bit. Review the pros and cons of various kinds of protective gear on the reverse side of this card. All right, so flip it over. Let's see what the other side says. All right, plate mail. Classic suit of armor. Standard medieval armor is far more invulnerable. The leather or metal joints that hold its many pieces together can be torn apart by persistent hands, to say nothing of a mob. Even intact steel suits are heavy, cumbersome, suffocating, dehydrating, and extremely noisy. Without the speed or agility to outrun or avoid a mob of zombies, you will certainly end up as a little more than canned food. So don't wear plate mail. That's good to know. Chainmail, if worn from head to toe, this simpler form of armor actually does provide some protection from zombie bites unless you have been training with this armor for years, however, your combat effectiveness is bound to be impaired. All right, pull up a little bit, bottom half. All right, shark suit, made of either high tensile steel or titanium, this mesh bodysuit provides twice the protection of chainmail, worth half the weight. Noise, discomfort, and decreased speed and agility are still factors. Helmets, these serve no purpose other than obstructing vision. <laughs> Uh, bulletproof vest, because almost all combat-related zombie bites occur on the limbs, this and other torso armor are a total waste of time. All right, so that's what we know about armor. Uh, so you are in a zombie apocalypse, Logan. Knowing that information, what are you looking for to protect yourself from zombies? Uh, certainly not chain mail. Uh, not chain mail, <laughs> yep. Uh, well, actually, you know what, to be, that's, that's funny, because... Okay, so in DC, mm -hmm. everybody just seems to have body armor on, yes. right? And I'm like, why? Because uh, <laughs> they're always the ones that are like, yeah, but you're the ones that are going to get effed up, you know? <laughs> well, this is true. So, um, uh, funny enough, I was watching the season two finale of Titans today, and it's when uh, Nightwing gets his suit. What is Titans? Titans, Teen Titans. It's uh oh yeah okay because yeah you had like uh like season three and no, I, I, I had season two but not season one yeah 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 here let's get back on topic so uh, you're in a zombie apocalypse what are you using to protect yourself armor wise in a fight with a zombie uh if I had a like risk it right now uh it'd probably be magazines you magazines, know, yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 duct tape and magazines kind of deal yeah i like that that makes I like sense that. yeah i was thinking i, don't, I, was have, thinking like I a, don't have a whole lot going on with me it's not like i can go down to the store and be like oh yeah sure just give me a, a bulletproof vest. <laughs> you know? Well, and they were saying bulletproof vest only covers your torso. Most of it's in your arms and legs. So I'm thinking like... Also, yeah, um, when they hit you in the face, they're like, well, what happens then? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, I'm thinking like, uh, I'm thinking a leather jacket, you know? If you had a leather jacket, that would provide oh, yeah, some. I leather jacket, I could put that on. I, got, yeah. I guess I could put on the, the heaviest coat possible. And then, and then just like stuff it full of, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know? That's Maybe probably some, uh, some snake bite. Uh, they've got snake bite armor. You know what I mean? So I wonder if you could like get some of that. Uh, no, CJ. Here's the thing: if you get bit by a snake, what's gonna happen then? 
No, what I'm saying is, is a snake bite is probably it has is probably has a higher puncturability than a human bite. And so, if you're wearing snake bite armor, then it probably would protect you from a human bite. Yeah, CJ, you're probably accurate on that. You're correct. Uh, why are you smart? Why are you Because I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, but you said a snake bite more than a human bite. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I am. Uh, you're just jealous. You're just jealous of me. That's what it is. Oh, I'm um, just jealous because I get bit by more humans than okay, snakes. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let me get this straight. So you're 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 throwing shade because I'm talking about getting snake bite armor, and your plan is to have a fully stocked boat that just floats around, and I'm the one being unreasonable. CJ, hang on one second. Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, hey, hey, CJ, guess how many snakes are going to bite me when I'm on my boat? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yes, but when you inevitably have to come to port and you have nothing but magazines that are all wet from being on your boat, then, uh, then we'll see what's up. All right, yeah, so when I finally come to shore... And when I'm like, CJ, you got bit by a snake? You need my help? <laughs> you were something. You were something. Zero snakes on the boat. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And, and there are usually zero snakes on a plane, too. But, but sometimes... also, there's 100% more sharks. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Zombie sharks. That's your going to have to deal with, Logan. I hope you're happy. You're going to have to deal with oh, zombie man. sharks. Zombie sharks? Have you ever seen them? Oh, man. They're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Well, guys, I said we're going to have several more uh, uh, unconventional episodes. This is just one of them. Keep them short. Keep you want to come back for more. So we will uh, We'll talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to check out our Facebook. Don't forget to like and subscribe and comment on the show. We look forward to hearing from you guys and look forward to sharing another episode with you guys soon. Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, I think my kid's a zombie. I got to go. Oh, no. Yeah, get it back. <laughs>